Hello again. We'd like to welcome you to this podcast, to this episode of Players in the Game of Life. Our topic, The Workplace, Part 3. Let me remind some and inform others. Our goal is not to get you to think as we think. We just want all to exercise your minds. In essence, we just want you to think. And wherever one places their feet or sit to meet and greet, no one is perfect. No, not one. Not your son, your daughter, your wife, your husband, your parents, your friends, your coaches, your teachers, your pastors, the police, politicians. No, and not even your boot. And before you pat yourself on the back, even the strongest individual can find themselves knotted up with a toxic individual. Toxic people seek out the committed. Those are the people which are pledged or obligated to do something. They seek out the devoted, those who take a vow or dedicated or consecrated to something. They do everything in their power to make the relationship work. In fact, the toxic individual seeks out those type of people because he knows that they'll do almost anything to keep the relationship going. Allowing these toxic individuals to gain entrance into our space can be dangerous, but here's breaking news, especially toxic family members. They're just like you or I. They're players in the game of life. They just chose to play another role I ask you a question today. Which role are you choosing to play? By not responding in a manner that could prompt a toxic individual to cease and desist, not to park here, that which may be considered less than positive, may cause one to take on those very same unhealthy attitudes and disrespectful behaviors. One bad apple does spoil the whole bunch. And I'm going to tell you something else. If you think I'm playing about it, some of you all have had potatoes put in a storage bin. One of those potatoes got rotten or messy. And after a while, all of them became like that because it, it infected them. You can be around people that have such a toxic attitude and toxic behavior that it could make you sick. It is written, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I thought about that. And as I thought about it, I used to think that it was something which meant bodily harm. And I said, why would they do that? Why would that even come about? But it doesn't mean bodily, physical harm. What it is is going to help you to do the things or entice you to do the things that would stop God from sharing those things with you that he said he would do. It would stop you from attaining that personal relationship that we should have in order to receive the benefits thereof. That toxic individual is so subtle, which is making use of clever and indirect methods to achieve whatever, that one can hardly see it coming. And it is whatever. Whatever they think about doing, whatever they can entice you to do. And, and, and get this, Satan knows what you like, and he can't read your mind, but he can read your body language. He'll put something in front of you. Everybody's enticement is not the same. Mine is not like yours, and yours is not like mine. That toxic individual can do things and put you in places that you never thought 
that you would be, both mentally, even physically. I'll talk about that a little later on. But if you will allow this podcast to possibly help you, help you to recognize this thief, this toxic individual, this nuisance, before he or she inflicts devastation on your life or one you love. There are seven traits of a toxic nuisance that I want to share with you. Number one, you feel emotionally drained after an encounter with him. Sometimes you can be talking to somebody and it just they just keep on going. They keep ranting and raving and you're trying to explain something to them. They don't want to hear it. They're really not wanting to hear it. They don't care nothing about what you think about what they're doing. They just want to get on your, they want to push your buttons. You know somebody like that that just tries and they do, they push your buttons, and when they do it, they seem to get off on it. Well, that happens sometimes. That's what toxic individuals do. Number two, they try to intimidate you to get their way. They'll push, they'll shove, they'll scream, they'll bite, they'll do whatever it takes, you know, make you seem like you're less than what you really are. And if you are weak enough, you're subject to fall for that mess. Number three, control you by guilt tripping. They always want to make it seem like it's somebody else's fault or your fault for them being in the position they're in. Or if you've heard it said, they want to blame other ethnic groups, other races for them being in the position they're in. If it wasn't for such and such, or if it wasn't for those people, we would be a whole lot further off. That's not always true in and of itself, but there are some reasons, some ways that it could hold a little, there's a little validity to it. But you don't sit up there and make that your bread and butter, that reason for you not to do the things that you're supposed to do to get ahead. Amen. They are, they succumb easily to jealousy. They don't want anybody else around you. They don't want anybody that's going to possibly encourage you, help you to see, pat you on the back, tell you everything's going to be all right and you should keep on doing what you're supposed to do or keep on doing what you're doing eventually things are going to get better they, they don't need that around they don't want that around you they start finding reasons to say why that person shouldn't be allowed in your mix number five they constantly see themselves as victims somebody's always messing with them somebody's always doing something to them if it wasn't for this person or that person, I'd be a lot better off. You know that person. They give backhanded, number six, they give backhanded compliments, which are really those compliments or desires or disguised as insults. That's really what they're doing. They're still trying to make you look small as they make themselves look larger. They want to be the king of the hill. And they don't realize, you know, we used to play that game, the king of the mountain. But you know, everybody's always trying to knock the person that's on the top, always trying to knock them down. But this way, this toxic individual is not going to, he'll go by any means necessary to make sure that you stay down and beneath him. And number seven, they are overly defensive. My God, they do everything they think they can to push themselves or to get themselves out of any kind of predicament. You know, they'll, they'll make up stories. They'll do whatever it takes. No, this is not a conclusive list. There are, I'm sure, other red flags that I may be unfamiliar with. 
Still, my suggestion to you is to seek professional counseling, but that's your choice. Now it's time for the players in the game of life to venture off into deeper waters. Are you ready? Are there people in your circle that you may love, family, friend, spouse, or life partner that exhibits the previous mentioned traits of a toxic individual? Are you possibly wondering what should you do? Do you want to dissolve the relationship but don't want to feel the guilt you may experience? Then hear this, and it's okay to disagree. Again, it's your choice. If toxic people were like some medications or anything you would digest or put on your skin, they would come with an extensive warning. This could be hazardous to your health. Do not take this if you're such and such, if you're breastfeeding or pregnant or intend to get pregnant, if you're having surgery, don't take this or stop taking this for two or three weeks. They would come packaged up so tightly and packaged up in a way to avoid any accidental contact. You know, you, you couldn't smell the fumes, you couldn't do anything. It would be wrapped up so, and triple wrapped and bubble wrapped and everything else wrapped to where nothing could happen to you. Unfortunately, family and other relationships don't possess the type of immune system or packaging system or warning systems that would ward off the fatal contagions of a toxic relationship. It's no secret that families and relationships seem almost impossible to navigate through at times. They were never meant to wreak havoc. They were never meant to destroy a life. They were only meant to add to a life. Again, no relationship is without flaws. They are all made up of imperfect people. None are endowed with a 24-7 ray of sunshine or just oozing with beauty and splendor. Even the rose has thorns, and if not handled correctly, you just might get stuck. Can I push it? There are times when there is more of a physical attachment to this toxic individual that would minimize or incapacitate the common sense of the non-toxic person, and sometimes non-toxic people, like those at the workplace that get caught up in that web of deceit, drama, and disrespect. They become just like, or you run the risk of becoming just like that tormentor. We mentioned some things you will find as part of the makeup of that toxic individual. But let me tell you what you won't see about yourself. Paul, another player in the game of life, penned these words Title the believer's triumph. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, or any other created thing will have the power to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. We, my brothers and sisters, are already victors. If we have that relationship, that personal relationship 
with our Lord and Savior. If we are endowed, and we are, with those things that help us to retard the, 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 the bad things, help us to retard the darts that the toxic individual may throw at us. Help us to look past the things that they're saying. Help us not to get so caught up in what people are saying about us. I'm going to tell you something. The truth is, Jesus Christ suffered. He went through some stuff. And if you think for one minute that you're going to live on this earth and not be harassed, lied on, tried to be set up or whatever, you're wrong. It's, it's not going to happen. It is going to happen that you be in those type of positions. And not all the time is it done because somebody else put you there. Sometimes you allow yourself to go into those certain situations. It's all on you. Sometimes it's nobody else. It's not the thing or the person in the workplace that does it to you. It's not your sister, your brother, your mother. You do it to yourself sometimes. I dare you to give an ear to that still soft voice that tells us we are not victims, but victors. Take this with you. There is no temptation or trial taking you but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted or tried above that we are able. But with the temptation or trial, also make a way to escape that we may be able to bear it. I don't care what it is that workplace person can do to you. God's got a sense of humor, and he's also got a different way of doing things. There's people in our own families that give us more trouble and give us and raise more hell than anybody that we could ever be around or work around. And if God can deliver you from the from the pain and from the suffering and you learn how to deal with that, then you have a testimony. You can say, if it were not for the God that I know and for the God that I serve, I wouldn't have made it through. Tell somebody it's just a test. You can handle, with the help of the Holy Spirit, that workplace joker. Because we've had to deal with similar behavior with those closer to us, our family members, our loved ones. Our relatives, our boo, our wife, our husband. And we didn't come through that. You handled it. You responded. You thought. You didn't go out and do the things right off the top of your head and act a plum fool and do things that would possibly make you lose your job, your life, or whatever. You didn't fall for that. We have learned to deal with the similar behavior. And we know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that the Holy Spirit can bring us out. Because he done brought us out of too many other things. I don't have to ask you. But you already know right now, if you just be honest, the things that God has brought you out of, that the Holy Spirit had directed you. It's like that GPA system. You know, we all got those on our phones. They good for something. You know, but guess what? The Holy Spirit is a GPA too. When we turn around and go the wrong way or make a mistake, he recalculates or, or he 
puts things together. He redirects things and puts us back on course. If we choose to follow it. Now, you can choose not to, but that's on you. But if he tries, he does everything that he can do to help us to get back on track. And he does help us to get back on track. That's how we become victors and not victims. I know he can do it. He done brought me through. He done brought me through whatever. But even if he didn't, I knew for a fact that he was able. And we will not be defeated for we know that he is able. My time is up. I just want you all to think. Don't let people cause you to react. Use your mind. Think. Respond. It's by the transforming of your mind that things become better. We got to stop that thinking that causes us to get into so much trouble. In fact, some of us don't even think. We just react to things. I beg you, my brothers, my sisters, start to think, start to respond to people that want to be, that are toxic. I mean, we really do have them. I know you know, some of you got them in your family. Well, if I tell the truth and you tell the truth, we all got them. Some of us have some tendencies ourselves and we have some toxic things in our lives that we do. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to help us get rid of it. It'd be a better place. If we spend more time trying to fix us than trying to fix other people, things will probably turn out a whole lot more better than what they are right now. This is the end of this podcast. We got something new coming next week. I ask you, I plead with you, share this with somebody else. You know what? While you're sitting up since these are so short, except for this one, you can have another conversation started. Start talking about it with your loved one. Start talking about it with other people. Start talking about it in the workplace sometimes, during your lunch break, instead of gossiping about what somebody else did or what somebody else is doing or talking about disrespecting the, uh, the higher-ups on the job, complaining to people about the things that you're going through. Don't let yourself be caught up and turned into a toxic individual where you can start to do the things that God wouldn't want you to do, but Satan would love for you to do. As a player in the game of life, I ask you today, what role are you going to play? You can get this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Amazon has it, Amazon Music, Buzzsprout has it. Just share it with a friend. If you're listening to it, share it with somebody else. When your cup overflows, don't get another cup. Tell somebody else to get theirs and let them get a feeling of it. God bless. Talk to you later. Have a pleasant day.